Hello and welcome to A Murderous Affair, the podcast where we talk about women in history known for mayhem and murder. My name is Gabrielle, I'm your host, and like many other people who are in quarantine right now, I have been keeping up with what was trending on Netflix, and I fell deeply head over heels into the world of the Tiger King. Just wow. Um, From the animals to the love lives to the petty rivalries, so much is happening that you almost forget this entire thing is about tigers until you see them playing on screen or, in other cases, completely fighting and tearing at each other. I think that one of the zoo workers named Ranky had the best summarization of the whole series. There's, quote, lots of drama in the zoo world, but it did give me some inspiration for this week's episode. So let's take a break from the Tiger King for a minute and talk about the Tiger Lady, Clara Phillips. But first, our resources and public service announcements. For those of you guys who don't know, you can find all of the Averse Affair podcast episodes, as well as a transcript for them, on firmiusreads.com forward slash a-murderous-affair. And you can also buy our awesome podcast merch if you go to firmiusreads.com forward slash shop. We've got some amazingly comfortable t-shirt designs there, and if you want to just show your love to the podcast and help support me as a creator, then uh, definitely check it out, and I would really appreciate it. And now, let's talk about our resources. So, we have an article called How Murderous Clara Phillips Became the Tiger Girl by Joanne Renner. We have a Strange Company blog article about Los Angeles' favorite murderesses. We have a newspaper clip that covers when Clara Phillips leaves prison. And an article in the LA Times called Clara Phillips Was Never One to Mask by Cecilia Rasmussen. There's a website called Deranged LA Crimes that has an article series that was published by Agnes Underwood in the 1930s that covers Clara Phillips as one of the women who was talked about in that article series. And we have a special to the New York Times in 1926 about the, quote, hammer murderess leaving prison to see her dying mother. So I wasn't able to find much about Clara Phillips's early life. And all the information that I do have about her is relating to the crime that she committed. So why is she known as the Tiger Lady? Well, it's for the brutality in which she killed her husband's mistress. Clara Phillips was married to Armour Phillips, who was an up-and-coming oil stock salesman during the 1920s. Just a side note, I love covering stories that are set in the 20s. The absolute madness of that entire decade is astounding and fascinating to me. I'm getting a phone call. Anyway, Clara was married to Armour and they lived in a big fancy house in Los Angeles and everything seemed to be going perfectly for the two of them. Armour worked as a rising star at his company and Clara who used to work as a chorus girl, got settled into her new house. 
Except Armour's credit was souring and with it his marriage. He began having an affair with a widowed woman who worked at his bank named Alberta Meadows. And Claire apparently picked up on that quite quickly. Or maybe Armour just wasn't trying that hard to hide it. She began to follow him and through that was able to confirm her suspicions about his affair. And she handled this in a way I feel any other person would do when they found out their partner was cheating on them. She called one of her good friends, Peggy Caffey, who had also been a chorus girl, and they agreed to meet for drinks. However, before she met up with her friend Peggy, she stopped by the hardware store and picked up a claw and hammer. Reportedly, the sales clerk who sold her the hammer made a joke about how these things were so sharp and heavy that you could, quote, kill someone with it. And Clara just laughed at it before she walked out of the store. Clara drowned her sorrows while Peggy played the comforting friend. And then this is where a lot of inconsistencies come in. There's one story that says that the two women were walking back towards their home when Alberta just happened to drive by. They then waved her down and asked for a ride, which she gave them because I guess they were also some kind of mutual acquaintances. Another story says that Clara told a cab driver who picked them up to take them to either a neighborhood near Alberta's house or gave him Alberta's address and it was there that they ran into her. Either way, somehow they ended up meeting up with Alberta that night. After some small talk, Clara asked if Alberta would give the two of them a ride to Clara's sister's house near the top of a hill in Montecito Heights, which for some reason Alberta agreed to. Clara directed Alberta to the end of a dirt road where she then confronted her about sleeping with her husband Armour. Alberta got out of the car denying the affair and Clara got out after her and punched her. At this point, Alberta started to run away back down the hill. But when she did, her heel broke and she fell. It was then that Clara caught up to her, bringing with her the hammer that she'd bought earlier. She bashed it over her head over and over again until poor Alberta Meadows was dead. As if that wasn't enough, she then raked the claw end of the hammer over her face. A police detective would later be quoted as saying it looked like she had been, quote, mauled by a tiger. This would stick with Clara Phillips and be eventually what gave her the nickname of the Tiger Lady. Peggy, of course, was hysterical at this point. She just watched one of her friends beat another woman to death. According to her, Clara got back into the car rather calmly and told her to tell no one. One source quotes Peggy as saying that Clara told her, remember, you're in this just as much as I am, before using Alberta's car to drive her home. Clara then drives herself home, greeting her appropriately horrified husband in the driveway by saying, she's dead, and then promising to cook him the best dinner he's ever had. That was consistent in all the stories I found in all the newspaper articles, is that she promised to cook her husband the best dinner he's ever had to celebrate. Armour convinces her to go on the run. They take Alberta's car and abandon it in Pomona, California. And then Armour takes her to a train station, where she boards a train heading to Tucson, Arizona. After she boards the train, her husband begins to reconsider everything that he just did. He decides to go to the police and spill the whole story. Clara ends up getting picked up by police in Tucson, and it somehow gets even crazier from here. See, of course, her story became infamous in Los Angeles. She was a pretty, sweet-faced girl who seemed to show absolutely no remorse for the crime she'd committed, 
who was married to a husband with a fantastic job and basically seemed to have that picture-perfect LA lifestyle that everyone was admiring at the time. Her trial was set in September and it was completely packed with reporters and others who were fascinated by her case. Clara was sentenced to second-degree murder and began serving her, serving her sentence in the San Quentin prison. But her story doesn't end there. On December 5th, 1922, Clara escaped from prison. There was rumors going around saying that she had been smuggled a hacksaw, cut the bars in her window, and climbed down a drain pipe, but the reality was that she bribed the deputy on duty to let her go. Clara was on the run for four months and somehow made her way to Honduras, where she was eventually located in Tegucigalpa. Eventually, she was able to be extradited to the United States. And as a condition of her extradition, she was able to be paroled in 1935. During her remaining 13 years in prison, Clara, trained as a dental assistant, fell in love with another convict who was working as an electrician named Thomas J. Price and was reported to be a model prisoner. About a year before her release, she divorced her husband for the man she fell in love with in prison. It was also around that time when Armour Phillips disappeared from public knowledge. Reportedly, he was unable to be found by friends, family, or the media. So no one really knows what happened to him or where he disappeared off to. In 1935, she was released, although her plan upon release was unclear. I want to go back into the world to be a useful citizen and a model housewife and have babies is what she told newspapers upon her release. A sister of hers, who came out of the woodwork, also told newspapers that family in San Diego wanted to take her in. And that is the wild, wild story of the murderous Clara Phillips, the Tiger Lady. I hope you guys enjoyed this story, and I think I'm gonna end this episode a little differently today. See, I have a couple options for next week's episode, and I don't know exactly which one I should cover. So I want you to comment wherever you listen to this podcast or reach out to me on social media, whether it's through Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, any of the above, and let me know which murderess you think I should cover next week. There are a possibility of three different murderesses. We have Sharon Kin, who's known as La Pistolera, who is currently the subject of the longest outstanding arrest warrant for murder in the history of Kansas City and one of the longest outstanding felony warrants in American history. Battle Annie, who is Annie Walsh, aka Annie Vickers, who is known as the Queen of Hell's Kitchen. She was the leader of the Lady Gophers, which was a gang that ruled the West Side Rail Yards from 1890 into the late 1900s in Harlem, New York. She was able to assemble a force of up to, from 50 to a couple hundred women who were used as reserve members in gang fights against rival gangs and police. Or we have the now trending infamous Carol Baskin, who is rumored to have killed her husband and fed him to tigers. Now, I don't know how much of that is true, but it's something I definitely like to explore a little more, especially because I'm going to 100% rewatch the Tiger King series. But... The choice is yours, and I would love to hear from you guys. So let me know which murderess you would prefer to hear me cover on next week's episode. If you'd like to find out more about the Murders Affair podcast, make sure you go to the firmiusreads.com forward slash a-murderess-affair 
where you can find all of our podcast episodes or subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, Podbean, Libsyn, and many others. So make sure you subscribe or follow us to stay updated on what our new episode will be. That's all I have for you today. Stay spooky, friends, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.